Welcome into week 10 of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here, as always, with former NFL wide receiver, pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada. TJ, how did this week treat you? I didn't really like this week. Uh, it, it wasn't the best. It was uh, It was decent, but it wasn't the best. Could be much better, and I'm going to be much better. We are going to be much better this week. It was all right for me. It was okay. But I'll say this. You know who it was tough for? Because two weeks ago, the Cincinnati Bengals were sitting atop the AFC North. Me and you were singing their praises. I was telling you how great they were after losses to the Jets and the Browns. Not so much. The Browns were two and a half point favorites on Sunday. We both picked the Bengals. The Browns, no OBJ. Everybody hurts. Fresh off the Everybody Hurt soundtrack dropping, roll 41 to 16. Shocker. I mean, it was a shocker. The Bengals have been playing well. The Browns, they haven't been playing well. I, I thought the turning point was when Denzel Ward, the Bengals are about to score and basically a 100 yard pick six. Once he gets that, I mean, that's at minimum a 10 point swing, possibly a 14 point swing. For me, that that was a turning point. It kind of deflated the Bengals and the Browns. The Browns just rolled them. I mean, and you know they're going to run the ball. That's the great Baker threw the ball 22 times. Like, which quarterback in today's game that's been in the league and has started as many games as Baker throws it 22 times? So, yeah, I, I, I was shocked for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was too. I thought that the Browns would have had too much kind of stuff going on. And I think this week they might with the you know the running backs and COVID protocol on top of everything that's already happened and what's happened in the last week. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But really disappointed in the Bengals. I mean, and I can't stand it. I again I never played football. You you obviously are a hot were a high level football player, one of the one of the two best at the position at one point in your career, right? So obviously you know what you're talking about when it comes to this football. But why on earth are you spreading out five wide with four yards to go to the goal line? It just seems like any type of mistake you make is going 96 yards, or in this case, 99 yards the other way in a Denzel Ward interception. Like, why not run the ball? hand the ball off where what happened to the fullback that i mean the Bengals don't play with a fullback much but i i don't mind the five wides just not in that situation number one cleveland has a really good pass rush a lot of times when you go five wides the ball is coming out quickly and so they don't have a lot of ground to cover they're not going to respect anything down the field like the back of the end zone is basically another defender exactly and, and so you have the threat of the run they do have to play you a little different i mean even when you talk about the interception uh chase ran he ran like a whip route he didn't sell it enough inside if you go watch that he comes up takes really one good step inside and then whips back out he didn't fool denzel Ward. he didn't sell that route enough and so it, it was an easy pick. Got you, got you. So moving on, the Ravens were off a bye. They played host to the Vikings. 
They were five and a half point favorites. They did not cover, but they won outright in overtime, 34 to 31. Lamar Jackson, yet again, TJ, they said he couldn't do it. Well, this year he's been doing it. Second half comebacks have been his thing. I believe he has three this year through nine weeks, and the Ravens already had their bye. So out of the eight games they've played, he's had three second half comebacks in them. I mean, Ravens end up winning that game in overtime, 34 to 31. They were down by 14 points twice and came back each time. Lamar is the MVP front runner. And I said this on our boys show Monday. Has there ever been a guy, two MVPs in this first four years in NFL history? I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't think so. And it looks like it's about to happen. Lamar, the, the sad part about it is when they say who's the best quarterbacks in the league, they say quite a few names before they get to Lamar. That needs to change. Yeah, in terms of Lamar, it's it, he's almost like, and I, I'm stealing this from Dave Damashek, I just heard say it about 10 minutes ago, but he's kind of like LeBron in that, Obviously, LeBron has won significantly more, and and, and and you know people, are, but everything you'll see LeBron, he'll have forty point game, fifteen rebounds, seven assists, and somebody will go up there and say, you know, well he didn't, he was you know he's four for seven from the free throw line, right? Like like they have to find a Never nitpicky enough. reason to why it's, this is not enough, right? And that, to me, is what Lamar Jackson is. Because, oh, you know, he's running for, you know, uh, you know, 100 yards a game at quarterback, and he's accurate. He's Oh, but you see he missed that one pass where, like, if you look at a guy, I don't know, let's say from his own draft class, Baker Mayfield, right? Who <laughs> He can miss all the passes in the world, and people would be like, well, we, you know, Odell was on the field. It's Baker's problem. Like, I just – I agree with you. We have to we have to just appreciate Lamar Jackson. I'm glad that I was early on the on Lamar Jackson train. I think that this guy who's really good at college football might also be really good at professional football. But I will say, we thought the, I thought the Ravens were going to roll that game, dude. Vikings are broken, bro. Because listen, and as much as many as as much platitudes as I just sung for Lamar Jackson, he threw an interception in overtime. You throw an interception in overtime, you're supposed to lose that game. Right, the Vikings, the Vikings are—they're a team that is like ah, we should have won. They—they they literally have two or three games this year alone where it's ah, we should have won that game. It's something is not right there, and Zimmer is a really good coach. I, I don't get it. Um, yeah, they're 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 more than broken. It, it's a wrap. Yeah, I think need upgrades at quarterback. That now they're now the reports are coming out. Upgrade. Today what can you with, do? I think his salary is guaranteed. Oh like, no, no, I'm not saying that they they have the ability to do so. I'm just saying if they, they did, it. this is what they need, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like I, you might need some renovations on your houses. You might have a leaky roof, but if you don't got that income coming in, that water is still going to be dripping through. You know what I'm saying? Manage it. Uh, manage it. Yeah, Vikings are looking in a tough spot. One team that's not that. This, the Los Angeles Chargers, they won, covered two and a half. We were both on two and a half. Chargers versus the Eagles. Chargers won 27 to 24. Justin Herbert, the last two weeks before this game, had thrown for 418 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Justin Herbert versus the Eagles was 32 for 38, 356 yards, and two tuds, no picks. 
I mean, if you need to get right, the Philadelphia Eagles are the team to play, right? Unless you're the Lions, who they just steamroll. But if you need to get right on offense, I mean, six incompletions to the whole game for 356 yards? You would think the Eagles would make some adjustments once you have defensive players complaining about the system. It's not aggressive enough. Let us play. And they just keep doing the same thing. It just makes you wonder, man, like how do these coaches get in positions that they're in? It really makes you wonder that like players play the game, but they actually know the game as well. A lot of them. If your players are suggesting, let us be more aggressive, just let us be more aggressive. We, we're not talking Tony Currency aggressive and hip checking a player and then throwing flags, you know, when you initiated the contact, but we just talking aggression. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I already know your thoughts on that. If referees are ruining dude, the game. Dude, the refs are awful. It, it's terrible. You know what and the thing is for me, CJ, about this. this is the thing for me. The first thing that Carenti said after, taunting is, as you know, taunting was installed as a point of emphasis this year. Every year, there's a new point of emphasis. In 2016, it was uh, uh, the, the striking quarterbacks in the head and it's and it above the shoulder, right? And then and then you had blindside blocks and crackback blocks and jumping over the uh, jumping over on field goal attempts as the defensive team trying to jump over the field goal attempt and block that. All of these, but all of these points of emphasis prior to now, you can directly make a line. Whether or not the official is going to be able to officiate it or not is something entirely different. But you can draw a line between, okay, defenders hitting quarterbacks in the head. It's health concern. Okay, crackback block. Health concern. Blindside. Health concern. Quarterback. I mean, uh, defender jumping over the, the, the offensive line on the field goal attempt. Health concern. There's no health concern with taunting. There is no rule. There's no That reason. wasn't taunting. That wasn't taunting. But that even wasn't if, taunting. I'm just saying, even if, if it, I look like, even if at it your sideline, that's not taunting. And the, what, what this is what I don't like. Tony Currency is going to get a pass. He, he cost them the game. He cost the Bears the game. They call illegal block outside of the tight end box. Number one, it was still inside the tight end blocks. Number two, he didn't touch TJ Watt. He completely missed him. TJ, that's, take I mean, touchdown. that was my biggest beef right there. How can the you board. call an illegal block where there was no contact? How can he you call an illegal him. block where there's oh, no contact? From my view, I saw that. So that right there shows me you're cheating. That's number one. Number two is the guy's running behind you. You stick your hip out. If we do that to a referee, we are fined and suspended. Today, nothing has come out about Tony Carinci being disciplined. Let us say anything derogatory to a ref now in today's game they're gonna find you these dudes are bulletproof if they don't do something about like i could not if he turns around and he pushes um tony Carinthi, they're gonna suspend them for games but tony Carinthi can do what he does it's not a big deal it, we're sorry like something has to be done about it because they're costing people games unnecessary flags and then when you touch me and this and this is what people don't realize. During the course of the game, you're, you're playing with so much emotion that some guys would have instinctually just parked him. Right. 
Now you're out of the league. But he can do that, and it's okay. That's not cool. Well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but I, my only addition to that is, TJ, do you not realize that the state of New Jersey pulled in $1.01 billion in gambling handle in the month of September, right? NFL kickoff the month of September, the four weeks, right? State of New York just legalized online sports betting in the way that the same way New Jersey did. New York state tax on that is 51%, right? So you got to imagine it's going to be heavily incentivized, right? That's what, $600 million, right? 51% of a billion. And that's just if you just equate New Jersey to New York one-to-one. New York obviously has significantly more people. All right. All that into consideration, you know what that means, CJ? More people like me are going to be betting on games played by people like you and officiated by people like Tony Carrenti. You know what's crazy? Like, there's going to be hell to pay if you end up losing games like that. I don't know how people bet on games, man, and actually watch them. Like, dude, I couldn't even watch. If I bet it on, I couldn't watch a game. Like, I'd be so anxious and angry. Like, oh, man, y'all special. I couldn't do it. You know what it is, TJ? You know what gambling does for me? And we'll get back into the games after this. But what gambling does for me is as a, when I was a kid, man, like I used to live and die with the New Orleans Saints. And if, so if the Saints won on Sunday, I was happy all week. If they lost on Sunday, I was happy all I mean, I was sad all week. You know, I was when they met when they missed the playoffs, I was. But that's honestly why I like the league so much, because my team was always terrible. I was, I was, they were never on primetime. I got to see everybody play. Right. So uh, but. What gambling does is it gives you the ability to be a fan again, because just like the way that or it gives me personally the ability to be a fan again, because like in this game, for example, the Panthers and the Patriots, I had the Patriots minus four. I am now the biggest car carrying New England Patriot, Bill Belichick, Mac and cheese, Jones, baby fan for the next three hours you know what i'm saying and then after and then next week I'll, and then i'll throw them away and then next week i might be a fan i might be i might be rolling with patrick mahomes and the chiefs you know what i'm saying but it's just like this gives you a chance to it, it makes me feel a little bit like a kid again like i'm rooting for like when i saw that sam darnold through his third interception of the day i'm like you know what martin let's go pats let's go pats sam darnold threw for 175 three picks, and a verbal tongue lashing from Robbie Anderson on the sidelines. Had CMC back. It meant nothing. Panthers, six. Patriots, 24. TJ, you had the Panthers in this game. I I, I really thought that they could keep it. Like, you know Bill Belichick is going to throw things at you. You know he's going to play man coverage. You know the Panthers have good receivers. It, it comes out Sam is playing with a fractured shoulder um, the last two games, but you just you just don't expect a quarterback that's been in the league now as long as he has 160 yards. They, they kind of give you that on certain down and distances. They'll just give you certain catches. Um, I was shocked. And, and his Panthers defense at one point was the number one defense in the National Football League. Obviously, that shows that was fool's gold. They hadn't played anyone. I'm shocked. I, I thought McCaffrey coming back would lend a helping hand and be of help. Yeah, I was uh, wrong as two left feet on that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll I, I tell you what, this Patriots team, we'll get to them in a second, too, because I got them in our picks for the for the week. This Patriots team on the sneak has been improving. All right, Packers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs went 13 to 7. This game went on an entire ride from when we first spoke about it, okay? Because we talked about it. It was, why are the Packers one-point underdogs? What are we not understanding here? And then it comes up maybe two days later after me and you were both like, well, I think we got to take the pack, right? We got to take the pack. Then it comes out a couple days later, Aaron Rodgers has tested, you know, close contact. I literally texted back, oh, no worries. Nothing to worry about. He just has to take two negative tests because, you know, he's vaccinated, right? Of course not. We all know the story. Aaron Rodgers is a liar. He's terrible. And in gambling parlance, it went from plus one to plus seven. TJ, I personally bought back in on Green Bay plus seven because I like I feel contractually obligated to bet against the Chiefs until they cover the spread respectfully. And I tell you what, they covered this one, but God damn it, barely. Man, it literally was super close. <laughs> that late touchdown. But how, like, why is nobody talking about Mason Crosby continually? He continues, continues, continues to miss these field goals. Listen, if Mason Crosby and the Green Bay uh, special teams was just passable, they win this game going away. Yes. And everybody, oh, Jordan Love didn't do this. Oh, Jordan Love. Only thing Jordan Love could have done was get his parents and girlfriend better tickets um, outside of that. Mason Crosby makes the field goals. You guys win the game. You win the game. Albeit not the way you want, but you win the game. I said, did Jordan Love look incredibly impressive in the first half? No. Looked better in the second half, right? But again, thrown into action, not expected to start. And I, th- I was just thinking about this. Like, you have Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon and Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, right? Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon. Trevor started games in this league before. And that was one of the things they were talking about. Sean Payton was talking about so much. He's like, well, you know, Trevor started games this league before. And credit to him for being able to step in because each week he's prepared like he was the starter. Jordan Love has never been the starter. How does he know how to prepare as the starter? And from what we know of Aaron Rodgers, he has not the most arm around the shoulder. Here, let me show you how this is all done type of guy. Aaron Rodgers, you know, and a lot was made of this. Brett Favre didn't show him a lot of love and this and that. And we're, we're not inside that building. We, we don't know their relationship. Is he now doing the same thing that was done to him? You would hope not. And Jordan Love won't say it now because they're teammates. Right. You, you would hope he's treating him the way he wished Favre treated himself. And, and so we, we just don't know. But I don't care who you are, man. You're making your first start. And you're making your first start against the Chiefs, who on paper is supposed to be a really good team who's led by Patrick Mahomes. On the road in Arrowhead. Arrowhead Stadium, Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints, and the Baltimore Ravens. When you want to talk about hard and loud to play in, those stadiums, it's nothing like it. You, it's nothing like those. Those that I just named, mm-hmm. nothing like it. Nothing like it. So I want to ask you about this. This Mahomes, this last play from Mahomes. It seemed the the kind of play to seal the game. He rolls out to the right. 
He's pushing towards right sideline. He finds Tyreek about at the numbers. The reason I want to ask you is because I feel like we've seen that play from Mahomes and Hill for the last, since Mahomes and Hill became a thing, that aspect of rolling out a little freelance, a little, okay, let's line up right in the number. Boom. Gotcha. 15 yards, get down. We've seen that play for a first down for Kansas City 2018, 19, 20. Have not seen much of it this year. Do you feel like that could be a sign of a good things to come? Or is that just is that I'm just grossly overrating what, what could have been for this is one moment? No, I think that was just a moment because teams are cognizant of that. Defensive ends are trying their best not to let Mahomes get outside of the pocket, force them to play within the pocket. And if you do get out, you got to step up. You're not escaping on the outside. You're going to step up through the middle. And so, nah, they, they, before I even start to say, oh, it's the signs of things that come, it's like we talk about, you got to cover first before I believe it. I hear that. I hear that. So speaking of, so with that, let's move into next week's games or Sunday's games. The first one I want to talk about, you got the Cleveland Browns traveling to New England. New England is one and a half point favorites. This opened as a pick them. New England has now gotten, obviously, uh, uh, they're now one and a half point favorites, like I just said. TJ, where are you at with this game? I'm taking the Patriots. They're at home. Nick Chubb is not playing. Uh, they're going with Dearness Johnson again. And, he, and he's shown he can play. But it, it's going to be a low-scoring game because both defenses are really good. Bill Belichick is going to put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hand and say, win the game. He's shown without a high-level run game, he can't do it. The Patriots are going to load up on the run. They're going to stop the run. They're going to say, Baker beat us. And I don't think he can. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm with you. I'm taking the Patriots. Since, how about, get this, TJ. Since losing to New Orleans, the Patriots are 4-2. and You know the two losses? It took Tampa to the wire and Dallas to overtime. All right. I mean, I'm just saying that's pretty damn impressive. I think the Patriots are the best team in the AFC that nobody's talking about because they get out, they got out to a slow start. They don't throw out, they don't run everything in 11 personnel. You know, it's not fun to watch, but they're going to block, they're going to run. You know what the Patriots do? What's that? They don't turn the ball over. And exactly. They don't beat themselves. They, and so that's why they're in every game. Go through their games. Miami, week one. Mac Jones has thrown. He doesn't throw interceptions. Their running backs don't fumble. They don't beat themselves. And I guess if if they do fumble, they'll uh, hold on tight to that ankle, make sure it's not a pick six on Mac Jones. Hey, that's another thing. You do that to a quarterback, you get fined. Nah, Mac Jones, don't give me that. I mean, I don't think he twisted the ankle because the the defender kind of twisted his body. But boy, this 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 thing is a, a straight double standard. I will tell you that. I thought he had the ball. Boy, you know he ain't had a ball. Where in his mouth? In his back pocket? He, no, <laughs> he didn't have that ball. Like, come on, man. All right, TJ, let's dive into the Cowboys and the Falcons. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. The Atlanta Falcons are traveling to Dallas. The Cowboys fresh off a 
pretty surprising loss to the Denver Broncos. The Falcons off a last-second young way cool field goal versus the Saints um, to beat them. The Cowboys are nine-point favorites, TJ. They were 10-and-a-half or 10, depending on what time you got it, versus the Broncos. Are you laying nine with Dallas this week? That that Cowboys game shocked me last week. I, I didn't know if they would cover. I thought it was a foregone conclusion they would win. Von Miller's gone. Could it be Dak coming back? It's his first game. Uh, who knows? Dallas, get back to running the ball. The Falcons beat a Saints team that's – they're beat up. Starting quarterback gone. Michael Thomas isn't going to play the entire year. They just don't have the weapons that the Cowboys have. And they probably should have won that game. Calvary is not playing. Stop Kyle Pitts from getting off. The Cowboys should do a good job containing the Falcons offense. I don't know if the Falcons can contain this Cowboys defense. It's personal for Dan Quinn. He's going to act like it's not. He was the head coach there for the last few years. He took them to the Super Bowl. He gets fired. He's going to be ready to go. I'm taking the Cowboys. Give it up nine. I'd love to be with you, TJ, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the Falcons. I agree it is personal for Dan Quinn, and that's an angle that I didn't think about until just now. As you said it, it makes me feel a little bit worse about it. But you bet numbers, not teams. And nine points is a lot of points. The Falcons, it's ever since throwing back-to-back pick sixes to blow up my my uh, stinker of a uh, – I had a t- – three-team 20-point teaser. That was just disgusting. Uh, I had teased all three teams up to 20-point spreads, and, and and Atlanta was a team to blow at losing by 24 to the Buccaneers after after Matt Ryan threw back-to-back pick sixes to Mike Edwards. You know why you know Mike Edwards' name? Because he caught back-to-back pick sixes. That's the only reason why. Anyway, since that moment, the Falcons have been playing pretty good, and Matt Ryan weirdly feels like i don't know he turned back the clock a little bit like i feel like you seeing him running for first downs i watched a lot of that saints game i don't know what's going on in atlanta but i think it's enough to cover nine points against the cowboys who have been this is the time tj there's there were seven and oh against the spread and it's just they just kept covering and covering and covering and covering are the cowboys a good team yes are they as good as everybody says they are i'm not 100 percent sure I really, I really am not. And I know this is a great time to talk about how the Cowboys may be fraudulent, but I asked some people when, uh, when Trayvon Diggs got burned on that deep route by uh, Kendrick Bourne in the the Patriots game, it's like, did he put something on tape that is now, and and he seems like he's, he's lost some, uh, some chinks in his armor. Michael Parsons is still an animal, but I just there's something about the Cowboys, TJ. Maybe it's just the fact that we hear about them all. Teams day. are trying to double move Trayvon Diggs more because they know he's aggressive. They know he's going to jump. He, he needs to understand the tempo and get a feel for the game. Teams are still going to run short routes on him. He's still, he he just has to understand because he he got beat on a double move against Denver. It was really good coverage, a better throw. Like he he was beat. He recovered, played the ball, and when he looked back for the ball, he kind of lost track a little bit. Um, but I, I, I think the Cowboys, they, they're going to rebound. Uh, the, 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 the Falcons aren't a good team. Offensively, with their best receiver going, they're going to have to use a lot of trick plays. Dan Quinn, outside of Kyle Pitts, he knows everybody on that roster. Mm-hmm. And so he, he knows how to exploit them. 
he knows what confuses and gives Matt Ryan trouble, he better implement it. So going from there, we'll go to the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Raiders go went to New York last week, lost outright after a pretty terrible week, all things considered. The Chiefs, we've already talked about what they have gone through in terms of uh, – or not gone through necessarily, but the, they were on the other side of that Packers, Jordan Love, Rodgers, COVID, however, looked incredibly bad in the win. Raiders looked pretty bad in the loss. The Raiders are two-and-a-half-point dogs at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Sunday night football, TJ, where you landed on this one? Man, we I guess we have a rule here, or maybe not we. I have a rule here. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs got to cover before I pick them. I'm with you, and bro. you just don't. Again, we look at the Chiefs and you see Mahomes, you see Tyree Kill, you see Travis Kelsey, and you Chris Jones, and you like, oh, they're gonna win. They're struggling to score points. They have a hard time moving the ball. They even have a harder time stopping teams from moving the ball. The Raiders did not play a good game. The Raiders have a lot going on in their organization. But if they want to stay in this playoff race, they need to win this game because it's a divisional game. So it's actually worth a little more to them. But the Raiders are a good football team. I'm, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and I say they come away with the win. I am too picking the Raiders. I'm with you, bro. I think that the Raiders, you know, it's hard to say. You know, I, I, it's hard to say whether it'd be mentally at this point in time, right? That's pretty difficult to ascertain in my estimation. However, I do know this. Kansas City is not a good football team. They're not a good football team. Kansas City is not a good football team. And if I keep Man, operating so under crazy. But as long as I keep operating under the premise that Kansas City is not a good football team and the Raiders are an average football team, this line feels like it should be Raiders minus two and a half. If you were talking me Raiders minus three, then I would feel a little bit of, I feel some type of way about it. But if I'm getting the Raiders as a dog, if I'm getting damn near any team in the NFL with a winning record as a dog versus the Green, I mean, versus the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like you have to take it. You have to. Sight unseen. Any team with the winning record, you heard me? Through week 10, any team with the winning record against the Chiefs as an underdog, Bill, you have to take it. Do you agree with that? You have to. They don't cover like they seven point favorite. You're up 13 0, 13 to seven. You don't cover again. Like it's almost crazy. Like I'm not, I can't say it's just a up. blind bet. Like I can't say it's a blind. Like I, I can't say if they were, you know, if they were, you know, uh, three point favorites to Jacksonville, I can't say just automatically I'm going to slam the Jags. But if I get them on a winning record as a dog, Give me that all day. I feel like that's just free money. And the last game I want to pick, TJ, the Rams and the 49ers. Both of these teams have been disappointing in the last week. The Rams getting pushed around by the Titans. And the 49ers just, I put it like this, Kyle Shanahan was in that Super Bowl with the Chiefs, and now they're talking about how just how hot his seat is or is not. 49ers are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. So... The 49ers have given the Rams problems. That's what I'm looking at. Like, they've given the Rams problems when Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay go against it. Like, last year they played twice. Niners won both. They won both. 
23-20, and I believe 24-16. They won both of them. And so I'm like, does he know something that the rest of the league doesn't know? Possibly. But the Niners aren't a good team. Like, we, we held Shanahan as this great coach, and he wins a lot of games when Jimmy G is playing. Well, not this year. And the Rams, they lost that game offensively. They, they held Tennessee to under 200 yards of offense, bro. This is the national football. They held them to under 200 yards of offense. You do that in the NFL, you're supposed to win 100 out of 100. Those interceptions. And, and so this defense is legit. I believe Von Miller will play this week. And if he does, they're going to be on Jimmy G's ass. They gonna, I mean, they're going to have to misdirection every play. Stafford, learn from what you just did. Don't turn the ball over. Don't throw pick sixes. Don't throw picks when you're backed up and give your opponent the ball on the three-yard line. I don't believe he'll make those mistakes again. I like the Rams rolling. I'm with you. I, I know the history between the 49ers and the Rams is concerning. However, this ain't your daddy's 49ers team. I, and the Rams got pushed around, got out physical by the Titans up front. I feel like that offensive line is going to come back there because they're, they're not a they're a talented bunch. Uh, in my estimate, they feel like they have some talent there. It's not like a team that's devoid of talent getting pushed around like they, they should have some pride. They should have some talent. They got no comeback in them. I know that much. If they get down early, don't ever bet on the Rams to come back. If they get up early, they'll stay up. If they get down early, they'll stay down. But this is Jimmy G's last stand, and I think he's going to lose it, just like most other generals lose their last stands. That's the reason why it's called their last stand. Otherwise, it would be their next to last stand. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Rams, laying three and a half. TJ, your lemon pepper parlay. What you got, buddy? Lemon pepper parlay, lock of the week. New England Patriots, as you called him, Mac and Cheese Jones. Okay. And, and my guy, Baker. He going to serve Baker some mac and cheese. And I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the New England Patriots at home versus the Cleveland Browns. And I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams to bounce back offensively against the San Francisco 49ers. And for my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, I'm taking the aforementioned New England Patriots, the best team in the AFC that nobody's talking about. And I'm pairing them. With the Las Vegas Raiders, baby, it's time to get back. They're coming back. That parlay adds up to plus 307. Lemon pepper parlay, lock of the week. Let's eat. TJ, good luck this weekend, buddy. I'm going to need it. You don't need it. You you always win it, man. You, hey, you know what? It's all right. If we agree, you are. No, if we agree, take it to the bank. We love the Patriots hey, this week. We only disagree on one this week, huh? We only yep. disagree on one, huh? The, the Falcons and Cowboys, right? We're going to be all right. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Yeah. Christmas is all just right, around yeah, the corner. We're going to get these gifts together, okay? Yeah. Flash out. <laughs>